This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Romans chapter 15. We only have one more chapter left in Romans, Romans 16, because it comes at 15. And it's going to be an interesting Hello. discussion because Paul... <laughs> and that would be one Miss Shelby Rose Gentry scooting her coffee closer to her Bible. <laughs> coffee talk. <laughs> yeah, coffee talk. And we also have Mary Gamboa. She got on to me because I didn't introduce her in the last podcast. So... <laughs> This is her, the woman who sings Jealous, who released her album Jealous. You can stream that anywhere you stream your music, or you can go to marygamboamusic.com and check it out there as well. Um, But we're going to be looking at Romans 16 next, uh, and it's going to be an interesting discussion because, especially with you two being women, and you being a a leader in the church, uh, being our worship leader at Authentic Church at 322, I think it's 322, Lindsay. Street, uh, street in Alcoa, Tennessee, 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Come see us. Um, but with you being the worship leader there, um, we're going to talk about women's role in the church because Paul mentions 10 women out of the 29 people that he mentions in his greetings in Romans 16, which is uh, pretty pretty interesting because you have the whole ordeal in Corinthians that, that people bring up where women are to keep silent. So are, do they keep silent or are they being used in the church? But we'll get into that next time. That's right. So, (laughs) today, we're going to start off with a prayer, and then we are going to pick up where we left off in Romans 15. Am I praying? You are. Oh, Thank you. Because your prayers are so beautiful and eloquent, and mine are just like, straight to the point, to the point, no faking. And yours is, you know... Oh, Lord! More eloquent. (laughs) Help us. Thank you, Father, for giving us wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and discernment so that we may know you better, so we may know you more intimately. Open up this word. Give us revelation as we read. Holy Spirit, illuminate our understanding Mm. so that not only are we hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. Not just discussing it, but living it out. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that's what Paul was actually saying at the end of where we left off in the middle part of of chapter 15. And he was saying uh, that I pray that the God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about being more confident and how do we have that confidence? It comes from God. It comes from, from knowing Christ. It comes from being filled with His Holy Spirit. It comes from His joy and His peace. Um, and we talk about how uh, joy is deeper than happiness. Happiness mm-hmm. depends on outside circumstances. Joy comes from within. It comes from the Holy Spirit within us. And then the peace that surpasses all understanding. All right. So in uh, going to uh, verses 14 through 33... Paul is, is, is going to, because I, I, I said at the beginning of, of the last podcast, I think I said it, or I meant to say it if I didn't say it, but things get softer. Paul, Paul has, yeah, I did say it because I remember pounding my fist. Because Paul has been pounding the, the Jews for about the first 12 chapters. Then he swaps to the Gentiles and talks about how they're welcomed into the church. They've been grafted into the root system because the Jews rejected Jesus. Um and so now you got Jew and Gentile worshiping together. And now in chapter 15, as he's about to end this letter, he's kind of softening up his delivery and his message. And uh, he's going to build them up some more, and he's going to give them even more confidence here. And it, he starts out in verse 14. He says, I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. So there, that's a compliment right there. Mm-hmm. I've been hammering you, so now I'm going to compliment you. <laughs> so I'm convinced that you are full of goodness, Gentile and Jew alike, right? 
you know these things so well. These things that I've been talking about for the first 14 chapters. But, but there wasn't chapters, but you get it. You get the point. All the stuff that I've been talking to you about, these bullet points, you know them so well that you can teach each other all about them. Even so, I have been uh, bold enough to write about some of these points. Not all of them, evidently, but some of them. Knowing that all you need is this reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I'll bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God, made holy by the, uh, by the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I want to go back to something he said something that, before we ever started recording um, the first part of chapter 15. But he, he says, I'm fully convinced that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well, you can teach each other all about them. Even so, even so I have been bold enough to write about them, some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. Now, what did you talk about? Because we talk, we were talking about how we, we're so forgetful. We, we forget the great things that God's done for us, the good things that God's done for us. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's, he just said that, that to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with God's hope, to be filled with joy, to be filled with peace. And what, what we're guilty of doing as people is, yeah, we get to that point, and we were talking about, remember we were talking about how we need to be refilled mm-hmm. ever so often, how we... Paul taught, told Timothy to lay, I want to lay my hands on you so I can stir up the gifts that are within you. We, we, we need reminders. And you brought up a good point from the Old Testament of, of how they, they had these reminders because they too quickly forgot the goodness of God. Right. And do, you, what, what, do you remember what you were saying? We were talking about the altars in the wilderness yeah. and how um, each time the Lord said, build an altar here, or Moses built an altar there, or the children of Israel built an altar there. Well, Joshua, to, when they come across, right. yeah, the first um, to remember, right? Jacob put a stone there that they they set up these physical um, altars of remembrance. You know, God has written that into His calendar as well. And that's what the feasts of the Lord are supposed to be, whether it's Passover, it's Pentecost, or um, Sukkot, Tabernacles. You know, those are times of remembrance of what He has done in the past so that we're confident in Him for our present and for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, 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 and that's what I was thinking about when Paul, Paul says here that, that knowing all you need is this reminder. And we, we need to be reminded constantly really we because we, we don't go out and pile stones up in you know in in the yard or in our house or whatever um for these reminders and so we we, we just quickly forget all of these great things that god has done for us and that's what paul is just saying to these people think about the in the, the hebrew writer would often say throughout his letter remember this Remember that. Remember what God has done for you. You know, I was provoked. We were studying a book called The Church on Fire last year. And in that book, the the writer suggested that you keep a journal of God moments where either the Lord spoke directly to you about a situation right. or how he had moved and it totally provoked me to, okay, I'm going to grab a new journal that doesn't have anything else in it. And just as I'm asking the Lord to reveal stuff to me, Lord, and you speak a word, let me write that down. Or if I have an interaction with somebody that turns out to be a divine appointment, write that down. Yeah. You know, somebody gets <clears throat> saved or rededicates their life to the Lord, write that down. And it's for that ahead. very reason, right? Just for the reminders of his goodness. Yeah, that's good. That would be a good thing for all of us to do, really, mm-hmm. if we would stay with that. And so that, that's what Paul is saying here. He, he's saying, I, I, I've been uh, bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. For, 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 God, for by God's grace, there's your reminder, for by God's grace, I'm a special special messenger for Christ from Christ, Jesus to you Gentiles, I bring you the good news, the gospel, 
so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God, made holy by the Holy Spirit. Well, <clears throat> you mentioned something earlier about this this offering that he is making to God, and you talk about the, the priests in the Old Testament making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But Paul's not making sacrifices, on, you know, as far as bringing sacrifices on behalf of, of these people. He, he's, he's wanting to bring them, the church, mm-hmm. the Jew and the Gentile Christians here, before God's throne mm-hmm. as an, an acceptable offering to God, made holy by the Holy Spirit. So that that's two references right back to back to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you think there's a good message in there. There's a, there's a key element in there because uh, we're filled we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we we walk in the power of the, of the Holy Spirit, and we need these constant reminders. We need these constant feelings. We need these constant stirrings yeah. because we forget. We forget the power that's who is in us. My friend Brenda would say things like, "We are leaky vessels." <laughs> leaky vessels. We are right. I mean, God fills us up, and we leak. Sometimes yeah. it's because we're pouring out to other people. Sometimes it's just because we're human and we forget. How many times a week do I say, "I've slept since then"? I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, how many times do we set reminders on our telephones um, <clears throat> to? remind us to call someone or to do something or write down on a list. We need reminders. Bring it back to our remembrance. Yeah. So in verse 16, he says, Paul says, I'm a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. Well, what happens to Paul in in Acts 9, 15 and 16? Paul Paul was a persecutor of the church. He was a Pharisee. He, he uh, knew God's word very well mm-hmm. from, you know, from the Old Testament. Um, he, he said, I was zealous for God in, in one of his letters as a Jew and as a Pharisee. And, but he was going from house to house, ripping men and women out of their homes, busting up, busting up families, taking these men and women to prison. Some would be killed for their faith, being tortured for their faith, being persecuted for their faith. And then he's on his, on his way to Damascus with a letter from the authorities to, to just to keep doing what he's doing. And then he has this encounter with Jesus, right? And, and the light shines. He's got some buddies with him, and they're all knocked off their horses. Paul's blind, and he has a, he has a conversation with Jesus, and he says, Who, who are you, Lord? And and Jesus says, why did you persecute me? He said, well, I, what are you talking about? I'm persecuting these men and women. No, Jesus says, you're persecuting me. You're not persecuting these men and women. You're persecuting me. And so uh, Jesus uh, has a conversation with this other guy. during this, you know, He has this encounter with Paul. He goes to this other guy, Ananias, who says, hey, this guy Saul is going to be coming to your house. And Ananias is like, what? <laughs> he, he kills people. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And he's coming to my house? I don't think so. I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. And so Jesus tells Ananias, he says, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument. This is Acts 9, 15 and 16. Go, for for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles, the gospel. My message, the gospel. To the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. So you you got three layers here. you got... The, his main mission is to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. The others, kings, which would be people in power, people, and, authorities. And, mm-hmm. and um, I remember in, in college, if I can get this right, if I get this story right, when Paul's name change came about from when he was Saul to Paul, he he was. I knew I would never get this right. But he was going, he, like he was a tent maker, right? So he, he would have to have permits and stuff like that, most likely. And he, he, would, have, he would go and visit these authorities, people who were in positions of power. And, and there he would have opportunities to share the gospel with these people who were higher-ups. And you see him, even when he goes before um, Agrippa mm-hmm. and... and other people, you know, they're just in powerful positions. Even, even when he's traveling around through um, all these places on his missionary journeys, the, the a lot of the people and men and women, they're they're very prominent. They're they're 
men and women in powerful positions. They have money and they have power. And influence, right. Yeah, we think of, you know, usually we think of Jesus going to the poor, Paul going to the poor, but it wasn't always the case. A lot of the people that they ministered to were rich, very rich and powerful. And so anyway, the, so his message was to, to the Gentiles. His mission was to the Gentiles. His mission was to the kings, and the, as well as to the people of Israel. And, and one of the things Paul did when he would travel from city to city, the very first place he would go to was the synagogue, mm-hmm. the, to the Jews. He had a captive audience, and he knew they were going to be there every you know, Sabbath. And he did his job and he did it well. And we're going to see here in a minute where he says, hey, I'm done. I'm, I'm fixing to head up to Rome to see you guys. Um, so anyway, going back to what Ananias, or Jesus was telling Ananias, he said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles, to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can read all about Paul's story. And it, the guy was... Uh, was it Second Corinthians where he gives his pedigree, where he talks about his persecution and his sufferings, and then he says, on top of all that, I got all this church stuff to worry about. <laughs> but there in verse 17, therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. He's not taking glory for himself. He's not saying, hey, I'm all that in a bag of chips because God chose me. He's no saying that all the glory goes back to Jesus mm-hmm. in my service to God. Yeah, and um, I was going to bring some stuff out um, on, on that verse. So I, I have reason to be in... This is New Living Translation. You got what? NIV? The mm-hmm. non-inspired version? Uh, so I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me. There's the key. Through me. Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Um, one of the things I pray just every morning during my private prayer time, and a lot of times when we are, we're praying together, we'll, we'll say something to the effect that, um, Lord, use me. Mm-hmm. Use me for your glory today. Give me divine appointments. Give me opportunities. Give us opportunities. Give us divine appointments. Not for people to see us, but for people to see you working through us. Because what we saw about the last podcast, when, when, what did Jesus say? When I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. When we shine the light of Christ, when we're that city on the hill, and we shine, I am the light of the world, Jesus said, John 8, 12. And so when we shine his light, people, you think about a bug being attracted to the light and they you know, flock around the light bulb. Well, when we lift up Christ and we exalt Christ and we let his light shine through us yeah people may come to us but they're they're not attracted to us they're attracted to Jesus in us yeah. right the ESV on that same verse says in Christ Jesus <clears throat> then I have reason to be proud of my work for God hmm. but it's in Christ it's not apart from Christ yeah I mean it's just like Jesus said when we talked about this in the last podcast when he, he says when he says, the works you see me do, it's not me doing them. It's the Father doing them through me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, when people see us and the things that we do for Christ, we say we're the hands and the feet of Jesus. Well, it's not us doing them. It's Jesus doing them through us. Or it should be. Anyway. That mm-hmm. should be our motivation. Right. Anyway. And that's what Paul's saying here. He says, Jesus is my motivation. Jesus has done this stuff through all this stuff that you, you know, see me do. Because, I mean, he did some awesome stuff. So I will not venture to speak anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. Yeah. By the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. In everything, he's pointing back. Mm-hmm. Pointing back to Jesus. Pointing to the Holy Spirit. Pointing to the Father. Yeah. In this way, I have fully presented the gospel, the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Illyricum. Yeah, Illyricum. Yeah, wherever that is. Um, So he talks about here, um, I I, I don't boast anything about anything except what Christ has done through me. Where where, where is the passage where he talks about, I count it all but dumb 
in our modern day word, he's saying it ain't nothing but a pile of crap. And that's putting it nicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the word he uses. And count all things rubbish for the sake of knowing. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, all this awesome stuff that this guy's done, all these church, I mean, he's traveled thousands of miles. And he didn't have car or plane or bike even. Um, he's traveled uh, all this all these thousands of miles, he started all these churches. He has preached to countless number of people. He's told countless people about Jesus. He's brought so many people into the kingdom. So let's talk about some of the signs and wonders. Yeah, we're getting to that. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting to that. But he says, uh, "He says, this, Christ has done this through me, right? Um, uh, and he says when I'm preaching this message, they were convinced by the power of the miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ. So the message came, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Well, they didn't have a leather-bound Bible that, hey, you know, they'd say, hey, so here's the message. So why would I believe you? Okay, well, watch this. Hey, Dead man, come on up by that grave. <laughs> right. You blinded person, you can now see. You deaf. Or how about, how about the girl that was possessed yeah. by a demon? Following and Paul. She was being, yeah. yeah, she was being used as a fortune teller. And he says, right? come out. Out. Yeah. He's like, this girl's getting a monitor. She's been following me for days. I'm sick of hearing this. Come out. And then, while you're in jail, how about you sing songs at midnight? Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's set free. The doors fly open. Paul and Silas, yeah. The Philippian jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about the man who's sitting by the gate and he says, get up and walk. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Acts 4, Peter and John, the gate beautiful. Silver and gold, I don't have anything, but hey, reach out your hand. Let me help you up. What? I haven't walked my whole In life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you're walking yeah. today, son. <laughs> uh, but... These were the signs and the wonders, right? These were the powerful signs and wonders. Yeah. Uh, an example that I pulled out was um, Acts chapter 8, 9 through 13. When, uh, this is when Saul, Paul, was persecuting the church. And when that persecuted, because the church was in Jerusalem for a long time, for many years. And then finally, when the persecution came, it's kind of like God put his foot on an anthill. And, you know, what happens when you kick off the top of an anthill? Ants just go crazy. And so it's like God kicks the top off the church and, and, it starts spreading out into the areas around, just like Jesus said it would. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth, right? So Philip goes to Samaria, and there's a man there, a, a sorcerer who has tricked the people into, you know. Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Philip comes along uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. He can he can do miracles, and he's the real deal, right? He's not a facade. He's the real thing, like Coke, Coca-Cola, the real thing. And so it says in uh, uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 9 through 13, a man named Simon had uh, been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be something great or to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Well, why did they believe? As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. So why would these men and women believe? Why would they want to be baptized? Why would Simon himself, this sorcerer who's tricked all these people for so long with his sorcery and his magic, he himself believed and was baptized? Why? He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs and the great miracles that Philip performed. That's why they believe. They listen to the message, but then Philip says, watch this, and he performs some miracles mm-hmm. for the people, and they're like, whew, something to this. This mm-hmm. is the real deal. This is not artificial. This is not fake. This is not a facade. This is, this is real. We need to get on board with this. What, but they, they came along when they saw the the signs and the wonders. And these signs shall follow Both. those who believe in my name. Yeah. They will cast out demons. They will lay ha- their hands on sick people. And they will get well. They will 
tread on serpents, right? Uh, pick up serpents and tread on scorpions and they will not be hurt. They will drink deadly poison. I mean, these, these are demonstrations of the power of God. No, I'm not down for snake handling in general. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in my name, these signs are going to follow. That should be a trademark of who we are in Christ. Yeah. That we're not just speaking it. We're not just giving a good talk. But we're walking it and, and signs and wonders are following what's being preached. Yeah. And it, and it goes back to what Paul's been saying. It's, it's all about Christ. It's all in Christ. I'm boasting about what Christ has done through me. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were talking about in the last podcast about confidence. We, we lack the confidence, and when there's a lack of confidence, there's a lack of power. Mm-hmm. But the closer we get to God, the more confidence we have. And we talked about how, you know, like uh, in sports, if you if you lack confidence, you're not as strong. You're not as equipped to 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 carry on your task. Mm-hmm. You'll miss a block. You'll miss an assignment, and the next thing you know, they're scoring an 80 yard touchdown because. You didn't. You were not in your lane. You were not in in your uh, zone that you're supposed to be covering and watching for because you didn't know what play was being called because you didn't study the playbook the night before or whatever, and so you didn't have the confidence. And now that guy just scored. He ran past you for a yard touchdown. It was a game winner. Y'all lost. And you know whatever. <laughs> and, and, and so, <laughs> it, 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 it's the same thing. It, it it's um you know because a lot of people struggle with this. They say you know you just don't have the faith. You have a lack of faith. I don't believe that at all because I believe God gives everybody a measure of faith and you grow your faith. Faith comes back hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, when we're in the Word of God, we're God's speaking to us and we can draw closer to God. And the closer we get to God, the more confident we are in God, the more trust we put in God. And as that confidence grows and we're being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and these, He's given us all these gifts and things to use, and the more we use them, the more confident we get. The more confident we get, the more power we exert, mm-hmm. and he he uses us because you know we have that confidence to go out and to be his hands and his feet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And the more confident trust we have in him, I believe that we'll see this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the church today is so weak. And the in my opinion, this is my opinion, it's weak, and the reason why it's weak is because we don't have the confidence we should in, in Christ. So Lord, restore us. Restore us to a place of confidence in you, not in ourselves, but in Christ, that the power of signs and wonders, Here's a perfect example. the power of the Spirit, will be demonstrated through us. Perfect example, Peter. We are releasing the sound Cause the lost generation to be found All you Grinded Podcast listeners, I know you enjoy some good music, but I want to tell you about some awesome music. Now, my friend, Mary Gamboa, she's also the worship leader at the church where I worship, called Authentic Church here in Alcoa, Tennessee. We'd love to invite you to come out and check us out sometime when you get a chance. Start at 10 a.m. And we're on Lindsay Street here in Alcoa. Mary has produced a new album called Jealous. And you can check that out anywhere music is being streamed. But you can also check it out at marygamboamusic.com. That's Mary G A M B O A music.com. Go check that out. I'll die with you. I will never deny you. And what did he do? He denies Jesus three times. Mm-hmm. He lost all confidence. He's standing by that fire. The girl says, Aren't you with him? No, no. Three times he denies Jesus. He's like, I'm going back to fishing. Jesus has died. He's in the tomb. I'm going back to fishing. So he's out there fishing. Jesus shows up. It's the Lord. Peter jumps. He's the first one to jump off the boat and just takes off to the shore, right? And so they're sitting there eating fish with Jesus. Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? He's trying to restore his confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? Acts chapter 2, he's, you know, Jesus done went out and hung himself. You got the 11 that are left. They add Matthias. In Acts chapter 1, so now they back to 12. Acts chapter 2, they're all gathered together in the upper room. The Holy Spirit falls upon them, which is the difference maker. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, that's what Amen. Paul's saying here. Amen. You know, you're talking about that overflowing that we talked about in the last podcast. The Holy Spirit, the grace and the, the, the peace and the joy. 
the power of the Holy Spirit, he's flowing through them like crazy. Who's the first one to stand up and start talking? Peter. Peter. Full of boldness. You men of, of, of Galilee, you know, you are the ones who crucified. And he's full of boldness. You are the ones who crucified Jesus. Now God has raised him up. You cruci- crucified your Messiah. God's raised him back up uh, to life again. And you need to repent. Uh, and 3,000 <clears throat> were added that 3, day. <laughs> All right. So right after that, they're standing in the temple. They're arrested. Right? Um, this is when persecution begins. Don't speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Peter says, look, we can't help but speak. We're, we're, you know, we, we know we should obey you, but we're going to obey God rather than you. And what did those men say about Peter and John? These men are unlearned and ignorant, but they are full of what? Boldness. Mm-hmm. Boldness. What comes from boldness? Or where does boldness come from? Confidence. Mm-hmm. The flip side of the coin, he, when he denied Jesus three times. He lost all confidence. He went back to fishing. He went back to what he knew, what he was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. He lost all confidence. Jesus instilled that confidence. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit indwells them, fills them with this crazy boldness. And now they're, they're, they're so confident Peter's shadow mm-hmm. is passing over people and they're healed just from his shadow passing by. Right. And they're praying over people. But where does that come from? Then, yeah. It's because he has, he has that closest and he has that unity with God. And he has that power. He knows the place. Yeah. He's calling his own place. <laughs> and God's using him. So. Power. Yeah. That's good. In verse 20, Paul says, My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard rather than where a church has already been started by some someone else. You know, it, Even today, in 2023, there are still places that never heard of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I baptized the guy not too I think it was, it was last summer when I baptized Zach. Zach had never heard. He has never heard the gospel. He has never heard that Jesus died for his sins. He had no idea. And we were, and he was on my worship team. <laughs> he was singing with us because his, his girlfriend was a, a part of our worship team. And we were just having a conversation one night practice. And, you know, I was just assuming, hey, he's a Christian. And no, never heard, never heard the gospel in his life. And he said, my family never went to church or anything. He lives right here in Maryville. Well, and even though we live in a culture where it's so readily available, right? Whether I've, you know, I've got multiple copies of the word right here in a variety of versions. Um, I can pull it up on my phone at any point. Um, gosh, Lord, we're going to be really responsible before you because we've got such tremendous access to the word. But um, how will they hear without someone to preach? You know, um, we might have access to it, but if you never crack it or nobody ever presents it to you, then it's useless. Yeah. You know, but praise God for for you allowing yourself to to be used of the Lord. And just back to what Paul said, right? I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. You're not tooting your own horn. You're no. saying, look at what God did. Oh yeah, yeah. Because unless unless God draws them in, mm-hmm. we, we could talk all day long about the Bible, and it's not going to matter. But your ambition was to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, mm-hmm. um, right? Even even in our culture where it's readily accessible, doesn't mean that that Christ is known there. Yeah, there's still people even in the Bible Belt here in the South that mm-hmm. have never heard of Jesus. It's crazy to think about, but, mm-hmm. but it's true. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> I mean, I've experienced it, you know, myself. Um, and so, um, what I don't know what your how, what your version says there in verse twenty, but he says, "My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard." Um, and so, a question I ask is is one that we all have to answer: is as a Christ follower, what drives you? What what's what's our ambitions? Do they include telling people about Jesus? I'm not sure exactly what book, chapter, and verse is, but what does Paul say? The love of Christ. 
compels me. Yeah, yeah. it compels me. It's the, this the uh, the motivation of what I do. It, it's what drives me. It's my boat motor. Mm-hmm. You know, getting me through the water. The love of Christ and. I almost dare say, do we really love Christ if we're not sharing Christ? Hmm. That's good. That is home. That is deep. Because if you love me, you obey my commands. And if he tells us, go, and as you go... Make disciples. Right. Make disciples. Produce fruit. Preach the word. That's all we're called to do. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Yeah. That's all we're called to do is, is spread the message. Mm-hmm. Spread the seed. Throw the seed. Just sling it. Doesn't matter where it falls. It's, that's God's responsibility. We're, but we got we got to be the farmer that slings it. Mm-hmm. Or you want to say something? Because you think about something. In verse twenty-one, he says, uh, "I have been I've been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures, where it says, those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him will understand.' Well, I remember what I was going to say. It, it, it's our job to plant and water." Not to bring increase. And so many people think that it's our responsibility to bring the increase. That's God's responsibility. Right. We're just to plant and water. So we got to get our hands dirty and wet. Mm-hmm. Right? I used to have, a, when I was preaching at uh, uh, Louisville Christian Church on Topside Road, I was trying to give them people some direction. And I came up with this idea of pause, P-A-W-S. And I had a plant sitting there and a shovel and it's called planting watering seed paws get your paws dirty (laughs) I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures where it says those who have never been told about him will see and those who have never heard of him will understand that comes from Isaiah 52 15 that Paul's quoting there in fact my visit to you is has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. But now I have finished my work in these regions. And after all these long years of waiting, I am eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I'm going to stop off in Rome. And after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide uh, for my journey. And I want to stop right there for a second before we go into verse 25, because in verse 21, he says, I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures. So that you know what that tells me? God's got a plan. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is follow the plan. All we have to do is be confident in Him. Go to Him, draw near to Him. Yeah, you've seen the meme where my plans. My plan is to get me to point A, point B, because I'm a dude and you know, I want to get things done. I have goals and I, you know, I, I got to get there, because that's what dudes do. We conquer. We, you know, we, we got to hunt and conquer. Mm-hmm. It, then, you, then the the flip side of that meme is God's plan, and it's like it's all over the all over the whole page, and you know, it's like what is God doing? But, but God sees beginning to end. We 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 can see behind us what's in the past, and we can see. A little bit of the, you know, what's happening right now. We don't know what's going to happen 30 seconds from now. Right. He does. He sees beginning to end. His plan is perfect. But what's, what's hard for us is we can't see God. He, we, those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. He's not tangible. Mm-hmm. He's sitting up in heaven on His throne. Even though He's near us, at any moment, we can go before His throne, right. but we can't see Him. It, this tree sitting here, I can reach out and touch this tree and wiggle it. it. I know it's there. It's tangible. It's easy for me to have confidence in this tree that this because this tree is sitting right here before me. But people, this is what we was talking about earlier, maybe in the last podcast. It it it's hard to have confidence in somebody you can't see. Mm-hmm. So how do we put our trust? How can we draw near to God so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, so we can be filled with joy and peace and be confident? Those who come 
must believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Right. Jinx. We have, and then it's what it boils down to, faith. Yeah. It boils down to faith. You know. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. Right? It's, what, is he, what does Jesus say to Thomas? Right? Hey, put your, put your fingers in my hands. Put your hand in my side. Yeah. You know, you're doubting and you can touch me. Blessed are those. Blessed are those who never believe seen. and have never seen. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. We haven't seen him in the physical, in the, in the flesh. But he says, blessed are those. But you know what? If we would be in the word, he speaks to us. Come on. Yeah. That's where our hope comes from. It's where our, our that's how we get to know him. And faith comes by hearing and hearing yeah, by the word of God, God yeah. right? Yeah. The word of Christ. So, Lord, as we as we stay in this word, build our faith, build our confidence. Yeah. Build our intimacy and our knowledge of you so that we do see how you have been faithful in the past and how you are faithful now and you will be faithful going right. forward. And give us a reminder mm-hmm. that you were talking about earlier about the stones in the journals. So we have the confidence and that it's our confidence is in you, not ourselves. That we boast in you, not ourselves. I have been following the plan. God has a plan. Right. It's right here. After his own counsel. We just have to read it. <laughs> May we may wonder sometimes that plan is we know what's going on here because I mean following just ask Paul following Jesus is not easy. (laughs) The man got beaten with rods, got flogged, stoned, died, brought back to life. Most people say Uh, shipwrecked, just all kinds of stuff going on, and yet he's boasting in Christ. All right. Verse 23, but now I finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain. So who who started the church in Rome? Would that be Barnabas, maybe? I've never dug into it. I have to look that up. But now I finished the, the work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. I'm planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I, I will stop off in Rome. After I've enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there. For you for you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessings of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem, they feel the least they can do in return is to help them financially. As soon as I have delivered, and there's a famine going on too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I am sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. So, see, still pointing right back to Christ. Mm-hmm. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do you mean what? This super. This superhero of a Christian has struggles? What? Hmm. I thought life was supposed to be easy and life is grand when you when you're walking with Christ. It's a In this world you will have trouble. Yeah. Take heart, I have overcome the world. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Yeah. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. Yeah. There's that idea of being refreshed again. A joyful heart, being full of joy and refreshed. Mine says, and will be an encouragement to each other. Mm-hmm. He's not coming there to beat him over the head. He's coming there to, to 
just to love on them and to encourage them. And now may God, who gives us, and here it is again, his peace be with you all. Amen. That, that ends that chapter, and we'll get into to, to 16. Um, I was going to bring something out. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, if you go back and listen to the podcast when I covered the book of Acts, I, I talked about this in quite a bit in detail, but when Paul had, when he was going around collecting this money, he, his goal was to go to Jerusalem, then go to, to Rome to visit this church. And time and time again, he had people prophesying over him, do not go to Jerusalem. <laughs> he had a prophet do not go to the remember the prophet took his belt off right. and put it on him and, and he said the man who's wearing this belt you're gonna die if you go to jerusalem don't go to jerusalem and that's the holy spirit speaking to this prophet mm-hmm. you got these women who are praying for paul don't go to Jer- the elders of these churches please don't go to jerusalem well, what does paul do he goes to jerusalem <laughs> i don't know if it's his hard-headedness his stubbornness. I don't know if he thought he was invincible. I don't know. But for some reason, he decided, I'm, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he gets in trouble in Jerusalem. And he even says in, in this, he says, pray for me that these unbelievers in Judea, you know, don't get their way with me. Well, guess what? They did. Eventually. Right. Yeah, eventually. And that's when he appeals to Caesar and he shipped off to Rome. So he didn't get to Rome the way he wanted to get to go to Rome. So, and it would eventually cost him his life. Anything you want to add before I wrap up 15 with my little paragraph here in my notes? You know, the last part of verse 32, so that, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. That tells me that number one, there are times in ministry, even even walking in the center of God's plan and purposes, that we all need times of refreshing. Mm-hmm. We need times of refreshing in his presence and with the fellowship of other believers. Um, I think it's in Philemon where it says "Him that those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed wasn't that a picture of Paul right yeah. he was going he was in, writing this this whole letter right to encourage those believers and all of the epistles were written to churches to encourage them and refresh them remind them about the things that they were taught and um, but that's what he longs to do be in your company and be refreshed. There is a there is a renewal that comes when the body comes together in unity. Like we were just talking about in the last podcast, right? When we come together as the bride and we are every joint supplying, there is a refreshing that happens there that empowers you for the next part of the journey. Right, yeah. You know, um, yeah, by God's will and in your company, be refreshed. Lord, I want to be a vessel of refreshing for others. Yeah. I don't want to be the, the drain. <laughs> the, the one that's like, oh, yeah. can't stand that girl. She sucks me dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, I was thinking about when you were, when you were saying all that. It, in the book of Philippians, rejoice, joy, that... that some form of that word is used like 17 times, I believe, mm-hmm. Paul uses. And and I'm thinking about how, and we've used this in previous podcasts in Hebrews 10, where it talks about don't neglect the meeting of yourself together. Mm-hmm. Because Why? Because what in that instance, he's saying to spur one another on love and good works. But <clears throat> well, like I said earlier, when one hurts, we all hurt. Mm-hmm. I think I said it last podcast. When one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all should rejoice because mm-hmm. we're a body. We're, we're a unified body, or should be. And to, you know, I can't exhort you if I'm not with you. 
I can't encourage you if I'm if, if I'm not around you. And and so it, it's why it, people say, well, I can just worship God on my own. I can be out on the lake fishing, or I can be playing golf and worship God. That that's true, but there, there's nothing like coming together with a body of believers mm-hmm. for that very reason. What you what you were just saying to be refreshed. Yeah. But on the flip side of that. As the body of Christ, we don't want to be the drains. <laughs> we we want to be the refreshers, the encouragers. Yeah. But where does that come from? Being close to God. So it still goes back to Jesus. It still goes back to spending time with Him in His Word right. and in prayer. And what did we read in verse 13? Right. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, so as we wrap up, I'll just wrap it up with this paragraph in my notes. I just said that we can really hear Paul's heart here in, in this chapter. He, Because remember I said he softened his blow. Um, he's known about this church in Rome for some time, and he's wanted to visit with them for many years, but because of his missionary work and planting new churches in the areas that have never heard the gospel, he couldn't go. That work is coming to an end, and there's a, a new season coming for Paul. Unfortunately, it's going to cost him his life because he didn't heed the warnings from the Holy Spirit nor the prophet to not go to Jerusalem. But you can hear Paul, uh, you can hear Paul here pumping encourage, encouragement and, and sunshine into the church here, which is what we were just talking about, um, to these Jews and these Gentiles who are following Christ together. He's encouraging them to 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 focus on Christ, to be filled with joy, to be filled with hope, be confident in who you are in Christ and Christ working through you, right? Um, and we're going to end with this thought. Just a word or two, just a word or two of encouragement goes a long way in a person's life. Mm-hmm. A long way. In, in, in light of what just happened this week to my daughter's friend, you know, this, is, this is huge right here. A word or two of encouragement goes a long way in a person's life. We never know what a person is dealing with. And if we speak life into them, it may just be the very thing that they need to hear to help them keep going, mm-hmm. to not give up, which is what this podcast, the whole reason why I do this podcast in the very beginning, three years ago, is, is to encourage people and to help them to keep going, to, to endure. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. To keep your eyes on Jesus, to keep walking, to take another step and to not give up. So be Jesus. Won't you pray with it? We'll end with prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for times of refreshing coming in your presence and in the company of believers. You do have a plan, and they're plans for good and not for evil, plans for hope and a future, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And so we thank you for your plans and your purposes being accomplished in us through us may we be careful to give you all the glory and say in christ we glory because of what you have done in us and through us we thank you for that time of refreshing and we thank you for your peace Mm -hmm. that passes all understanding guarding our hearts and our minds in christ jesus amen Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.